Fred Ricciani of TSC News and Sports Courier here to recap WrestleMania 37 night two from top to bottom. Also here to take some of your questions, your comments live on the air. We just saw an epic triple threat match that saved this show. Now from top to bottom, I would not say this was as magical as night one. And if we're keeping it real, how could it be? The first two black women and first two black people ever to headline WrestleMania, having a classic main event, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, they tore it up. Cesaro getting that career-defining win. Night two had a lot to live up to, but there were some notable improvements and there were some notable downgrades. Now, one of the improvements was the weather. We got the debut of the sun at Raymond James Stadium during WrestleMania. That was pretty cool. The weather complied. The wind seemed to comply. That was awesome. And the show ended, you know, a little before 11.30 Eastern Standard Time, which is sooner than it ended the other night. Although, in fairness to WWE and Raymond James Stadium, well, they kind of had a bit of an hour-long rain delay last night. Not the case tonight, but we're going to start with the big news. We're going to start with the news that everybody's buzzing about, and then we'll go through the rest of the card. Roman freaking Reigns is still your WWE Universal Champion. And by the way, real quickly, too, if you're new here, please feel, or if you've been here before, please feel free to like this video, share this with all your friends. If you're listening after the fact on the podcast, the subscription is greatly appreciated. It's completely free. Either way, I appreciate you guys checking us out. So we had an epic, an epic triple threat match between Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge. And I'm not going to lie, I, I was not really feeling this at first as far as like a build. It just felt very random, right? Like, like, like there were memes all over the place too. That was, <laughs> The memes were great. It was like Godzilla versus King Kong versus Daniel Bryan. Batman versus Superman versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's just randomly inserted into this. But in the last couple of weeks, the promos have been so strong for this. The character work has been great. All three of these guys have an incredible comeback story. Roman Reigns coming back from leukemia twice. Edge from a career-ending neck injury. Brian from a career-ending concussion and other injuries. For those guys to come back, to be in that ring at the grandest stage, epic. Epic. Edge being a heel, kind of weird to me because he's still on the comeback trail, especially because tonight he got cheered more than Brian and more than Reigns. The crowd did the yes chance, but they were firmly behind Edge, which is... Pretty interesting. They were totally booing Reigns, which for once, WWE wanted that to happen because now he's officially a heel. And my God, these guys just had an incredible matchup. Just an insane frenetic pace. Uh, Reigns came out, got the epic pyro and 8K camera treatment. I believe he was the only wrestler to get the 8K treatment. Either that or my Peacock app was just buffering, you know, and didn't show the 8K enough. I don't know. It, Peacock app needs work, man. I had to refresh a thousand times just to get it to remotely HD quality. I got really fast gigabit internet. Um, it worked fine on my PC, but on my new Sony TV, on my PS4, on my PS5, ugh, mixed results. They got to get their ish together. Hopefully it'll be better for the next pay-per-view titled WrestleMania Backlash. I'm not kidding. Res WrestleMania Backlash. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, this was an absolutely positively physical match uh we had an early spot where edge uh, took out jay uso with an implant ddt to execution on the steel steps jay uso was carried out 
Uh, Reigns, Reigns is booed pretty soundly. Uh, Brian got a near fall on Reigns with a yes kick. He locked in the yes lock before Edge broke it up. Then Brian got Edge in a yes lock, but Roman Reigns broke it up. Reigns then powerbombed Brian on Edge and threw Brian outside. Reigns powerbombed Brian through the announcer's table. Edge speared Reigns off of the freaking steps. That was pretty freaking cool. There was an epic spot where back in the ring, Edge locked in a crossface on Reigns. And then Brian locked in his crossface at the same time. And he's saying, you get, you gotta go. No, you let go. No, you get. And it's just like intense. Like, if there's one thing I could I could say about this match. I mean, I could say a lot of things. But if there's one thing I say, intense. Like, it's not just the fact that, like, these guys were going through the, going through it was an insane pace. But it was just intense. And it wasn't, like, intense in a, okay, their, their time got cut. They got a rush. You know, Peacock has uh, certain restrictions or the pay-per-view window. Like, no, this was like, how I put it, it was real. It felt real. It was like three dudes desperate to get the win as soon as possible in as violent of a manner as possible. And it was great. This was like, I don't like triple threats anymore because we see way too many of them. We see way too many multi-man matches. But this was like the modern era in recent years of like a great multi-person match just like the sense of urgency it was awesome some people may not like the fact that there was a point in time where reigns was just on the outside where edge and brian were taking each other out and he could have almost lost his title but other than that i mean really like the intensity was turned up the psychology was excellent so they argue uh, and then brian uh ground and pounds edge uh, in anger or pound and ground as michael cole would ridiculously say uh brian then stomped out edge Went for the running knee, but Edge hit a spear. He then hit a spear on Reigns. Epic near fall. One, two, no. Brian pulled out the referee. Because again, the whole point of this match is to show how desperate these three men are to win and be the top guy. Awesome. Edge went crazy. He attacked Brian and Reigns with a steel chair. Edge set up concerto spots for Reigns and Brian, which... Super dangerous. Now, granted, I think since these guys are super professional, they were able to do this safely, but the margin of error is insane. If you don't know what a concerto is, kids, for you youngins out there, it's when, it's the old edge finisher or, or, or kind of finisher. He used to do a Christian where it was two steel chairs and they'd hit a guy at the same time with two steel chairs. This was back in the CTE attitude era when they didn't care about concussions and then pretended not to know what concussions were. Uh, but th- but this version was steel chair underneath the guy's head, take a steel chair, hit a guy with it. And so, whew, damn. He hit a concerto on, on Brian, and then he was going to do one on Reigns. Jey Uso came back, uh, Edge hit him with the spear, beat him down with the steel chair, and then uh, Reigns, uh, and then Reigns uh, attacked Edge. He had, he, had, he had Edge with a spear, hit a concerto of his own, and then he put Edge on top of Brian, and he, in the most disrespectful cover of WrestleMania history, he pinned both of them to retain the Universal Championship. Man. I mean, on one hand, what a heel. On the other hand, I mean, this guy came off like the coolest man alive. I mean, just a badass dude, tatted up. Destroyed both guys, pinned him at the same time. Roman Reigns is the man. 
He got the job done. And Pyro hit. That was that. Roman Reigns, still your universal champion. And I'm not going to lie. I wasn't that excited for Edge versus Roman Reigns. I'm really looking forward to Edge versus Roman Reigns down the road. And I really think that will be one hell of a match. And it'll be an absolute crime if these guys wrestle each other again without a crowd. They Screw it. Book a rematch. This match was great. This match is great. Book a rematch at SummerSlam. Whatever you want to do. This was excellent. I do think they probably should have had Edge go over here. Just because of the comeback story and everything. And, and Reigns didn't have to get pinned. And you could have Reigns regain the title. And you know you don't get a lot of opportunities to have moments like this. I mean, Reigns has had his big moment in the sun at WrestleMania. Edge, he got his comeback last year. But it was in the empty PC. So, you know, you could definitely argue the finish like it should have been. Edge or or Brian just to give to give the crowd a happy ending, but you know, th- look, we want them to put over guys strong. They put over Roman Reigns strong, and that's great. Uh, the the issue here though is, who do they got lined up for Roman Reigns? Let's just say Daniel Bryan's out of the picture, Edge is out of the picture for the foreseeable future, at least next couple of months. Who do you have lined up for Roman Reigns who he hasn't already beaten? That's the big question, and, and the big question here is, how does Deadly follow up WrestleMania? I, I, I'd say since maybe, you know, I'd say not since 2013 have they done a good job of following up at a WrestleMania. I think 2013 was the last time they did a good job because, you know, I remember John Cena won the title in 2013, had a really good run, a really good string of, of great matches. And, you know, he had, a, he had a surprisingly good feud with Ryback. He had a great feud with Mark Henry. Uh, you know, there was the, you know, the whole CM Punk deal with, with uh, Paul Heyman turning on him and all that jazz. And then, you know, you also, yeah, I think, it was, I think 2013 was the year. Yeah, it was 2013. And then, you know, of course, Brian and, and Cena had that classic match at SummerSlam. You know, and then, of course, things fell apart a bit because they tried to not push Daniel Bryan. And then the Yes Movement came along. But, yeah, it's been a long-ass time. Since they've really followed up on a WrestleMania. Since they've actually put that reset button. So what will they do? I don't know. I mean, Kevin Owens got the win tonight. Maybe he challenges him again. Maybe you do Brian again and Brian wins this time. Maybe you do Edge versus Reigns. But here's the thing. If Edge is going to win next month, then I would have just had Edge win tonight. Make it a great comeback story. So I don't know. As I mentioned in my Night One review, you can't trust DDB to follow up in these things. So we're going to enjoy the moment. And in the moment, this was an incredible matchup. Really well done. Unexpected finish. I'm glad Jey Uso got some time to shine. I wish Jimmy Uso was able to make an appearance as well. And yeah, all three men have have nothing to be ashamed of. They had a great match and totally, totally, I mean, outworked everybody on this card. This is excellent. Just a different level uh, above everybody else. Now, before we get to the rest of the card... Let's get some comments here from everybody watching live. Uh, Michael Hendricks says, This has to be one of the worst WrestleMania events in years. So much build-up at every match, and the only thing I liked personally was Rhea Ripley winning. Night one was far better. That was overall a bad night. Wow. I didn't know if it was that bad. Um, there were definitely some things that left a bad taste in my mouth, but yeah, that's that's a strong opinion there, but hey, you're entitled to it. Uh, Terrence M. Sullivan says, I give WrestleMania 37 a combined score of a B-. minus." Okay. And then Henry G says, predictable as always. Damn. Okay. 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 So let's go to some of the YouTube comments here. Maybe they're building towards Rock versus Reigns at SummerSlam. 
Mm, I could see it happening. Uh, Biggie, oh, Biggie versus Roman. Well, Biggie, spoiler alert, did lose tonight. Although, you know, he could win a number one contenders match. But the way he lost does say that he's still going to be feuding with Apollo, which I, they need to end that feud. They, they really, really need to end that feud. Uh, I think Bianca Belair had a better match than Rhea Ripley and Asuka. Yeah, I mean, there was something missing there, which we'll talk about. Uh, I'm sad Biggie didn't, Telvin says, I'm sad Biggie didn't win. Did he hates wrestlers winning in their hometown? Yeah. Although, if we're being honest, that was a match where neither guy should really lose. And, you know, unfortunately, Big E lost. Uh, John I says, uh, Jay was way too involved. Okay, I, I can understand that. Shakita Slater, uh, Reigns versus Edge versus Brian was great. Also, Bianca and Sasha match was awesome as well. Definitely brought a tear to my eyes. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, Terrell Scott says, Peacock worked fine on my Xbox. Well, Considering I'm a nerd and have every single game console known to man, I'll have to try it on my Xbox Series X next time. Although, it would be nice if it worked on my, you know, brand new Sony TV I bought. What's up with Fiend and Alexa? RIP Bray, the Fiend can never be seen as a threat ever again. Dude, I was ready to never see the Fiend a threat again after, uh, what was it, Hell in a Cell 2019? Terrible. Terrible. I don't know why they felt the need to pin both Brian and Edge. Doesn't make sense, as Carter says. Yeah, I could, I could understand that too. Maybe he was a little too strong. Now we need The Rock to finish filming movies and come back. Yeah. Amanda says Rhea Ripley's match and Sheamus's match were the best tonight. And Aubrey James says RIP to Bray Wyatt. They keep, bur- they keep burying this man. It sucks. Yeah, well. Before I talk about Bray, I got to drink some water here because there's a lot to say. Now, as a lot of you know, I am not a fan of the Fiend character. Nothing against Bray Wyatt getting that money, especially for taking limited bumps and shooting lightning bolts and oozing goo out of his ass, whatever. That's how you want to make a living, bro. Much respect to you. Alexa Bliss, she hasn't had to take bumps for like three months. Good for her, too. She recently got engaged. God bless her. It's great, but this ain't for me. We opened the show with the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Randy Orton came out in these white tights. I don't think I've seen him in white tights since 2003. Maybe ever. He looked good. And great shape. And then we had the Fiend. We had Alexa Bliss in this weird eye makeup. Kind of like Hellblade's newest sacrifice for anybody to watch that. Uh, I guess you could say a, a very cheap ripoff of Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other gothic, you know, gothic-y or interesting games of face paints and stuff. Probably, probably those two. It's like if Hellblade and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn had a bastard child, it'd be Alexa Bliss. So she came out. There was a a giant box, which Michael Cole, I can't stand this man. A jack-in-the-box-like structure. It's a box. It's a box. Not a box-like structure. A box. A box. Anyway. So Alexa's tuning this box. And the Fiend comes out, and he's magically healed from all his burns. So all those promo pictures of him being burnt to a crisp are done for. He He's actually back. He's got a makeover. His mask is like a little more white and pale, if you can believe that. Uh, you know, back in his old gear, sort of. Um, it looked like they were covering even more of his physique, which I don't know if the guy gained weight. It looked like he actually lost weight. Some people say he gained weight. I thought he lost some weight. Either way, um, when you have a big guy who can move as well as Bray Wyatt. 
you might want you might not want to totally cover him up you might want to still have like the arm shown a little bit maybe the physique who care if it, cares if he's not toned the guy's a big guy like part of Bray Wyatt's act is that he's a big guy he's a strong gruff guy so they covered him up naturally so anyway he comes out uh, I'll admit the entrance was cool kind of cool in a, in a weird incel sort of way and then they proceed to have a wrestling match with red lighting they brought that back Ugh. honestly though the match was you know what the, the, the most i'd say 95 percent of the match wasn't that offensive the, mo- the main offensive things to people with common sense and taste are the red lighting and the fact that bray wyatt was no selling a bunch of stuff and the idea that this is the first feud ever right keep in mind this feud went from holographic maggots at WrestleMania 33, I think. Yeah, the WrestleMania 33. To a haunted house match. To a light a guy on fire match. Inferno match. I think it was an infer- officially an Inferno match. To a straight up wrestling match. What? What? Listen, even if you like this stuff, it make it makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. Like, I, I don't know. They need if they want to keep writing some hocus pocus garbage, guess what? Get the get some of that peacock money you just got from NBC. Find one of the Walking Dead writers from one of the good seasons, like I don't know, season three, season four. You know, maybe maybe even season one. Pay them a lot of money and have them exclusively write the Bray Wyatt character. Cause Besides that, it sucks. So they're having pretty much a relatively normal wrestling match by Bray Wyatt standards, which makes no sense at all, given that this, this guy got set on fire. And then the lights come on. Alexa Bliss has black goo streaming down her face, oozing. Oozing, and I have the picture here for anybody watching on YouTube and Facebook. But you know what? Let me let me actually uh, make it high res just so you can see the, the the ridiculousness of this. Okay, so here's Alexa Bliss. This is all this black goo. This is oozing, oozing out of her face. Bray Wyatt gets distracted, not Randy Orton. Bray Wyatt gets distracted, gets hit with an RKO. And he loses. Now, again, I don't care for The Fiend. I think the character sucks. I hate when people compare him to The Undertaker and Kane in his prime. He is not. He is every bad idea that they had for Kane and Snitsky and Heidenreich and all these dudes combined wrapped into one. And from a look standpoint, yeah, the character's marketable. From... If this was a horror movie character, he'd have a whole lot of potential and he'd be great. But this is pro wrestling. And even the wacky stuff needs some semblance of a linear storyline here. Of sense. So we spent December, January, February, March, April. And if you want to go back all the way to 2017 when they originally started feuding or 2016, whatever the hell it was. Okay, this storyline essentially is the culmination of like a five-year deal with, with, with these guys since they were a team with the Wyatt family with, with Luke Harper, God rest his soul. 
five years on and off. A culmination of four or five years. And it ends with the guy who's supposedly the baby face, the good guy, who's coming back after being burned by the evil Randy Orton, getting distracted by black goo coming out of his fake girlfriend's face. The guy who sets the guy who tortures people gets distracted by black goo and he loses via a wrestling move in the middle of the ring. Dud. Terrible. Garbage. Stick a fork in him. Crowd booed this like crazy. They cut to a commercial or backstage, wherever the hell they cut, I don't remember. But I, I was told that the crowd booed this loudly. And when they showed the highlights later in the show, because they were actually proud of this crap, the crowd booed again. You know why? Because it sucks. And if you like The Fiend, good for you. But let's keep it real here. Less people than ever are watching professional wrestling. And just because WWE fails upwards because they have the ability to exploit their workers and create a bunch of content for networks that are losing money on streaming platforms does not mean that Bray Wyatt, does not mean The Fiend, is a good gimmick and good for pro wrestling. It sucks. I was all for him when he debuted at SummerSlam 19. It's cool. It's fine. But when you got to the point of pure wackiness and hitting him with sledgehammers and shooting him in the face with a musket and everything else, he, he just kicks out. He made me miss Super Cena. Like, I can't believe 10 years ago we were complaining about John Cena kicking out of everything and this guy kicks out of literally everything. Except an RKO. So, good riddance. It sucks. God bless Wyndham Rotunda and Alexa Bliss. I never want to see them on my TV ever again. Unless it's something that remotely involves wrestling in a logical, linear storyline. Randy Orton, I'd say the man lost his dignity or common sense or whatever. But you know what? I really can't, can't, can't argue with Randy Orton. The guy also is barely taking any bumps, making a lot of money, going home to his hot wife. I, I, I understand. But, man... Although I will say this, I'm pretty sure Randy Orton is not proud of any of this work. Bray Wyatt might be. I know Seth Rollins is proud of the eye for an eye match because he's got no taste. But yeah, terrible. Dud. Anyway, and my rant was longer than the actual match. Jesus Christmas. Oh, God. Terrible. Anyway. Anyway. What a start to WrestleMania, huh? We had a surprisingly good match. This is polarizing to some, but I thought it was good because I had very low expectations for this. Shayna Baszler and Natalia defeated, or sorry, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defeated Natalia and Tamina Snuka to retain the women's tag team titles. This was much better than I expected. I had low expectations. Baszler was super stiff with Natalia. A little too stiff. I know they're friends, but come on, man. You just, you just concussed Asuka a few weeks ago. Um, good win here. Crowd was really behind Tamina. Very, surprised me a lot. They were really behind Tamina. I thought they should have called an audible because the crowd was behind her, but hey, that's the break. So at least they got a WrestleMania moment there. Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn. Awesome match. Also like the triple threat, a frenetic pace. Kevin Owens got the clean pin. Uh, if you've seen their, their matches before in NXT... Uh, on Battleground 2016, which JBL actually referenced. Uh, 
fantastic stuff here. After the match, uh, Logan Paul shoved Sami Zayn and then celebrated with Kevin Owens only to take a stunner. And I got to say, he sold the stunner pretty well. So there you go. We had Sheamus beat Riddle to win the United States title for a third time. I feel like they're trolling Sheamus because he's literally only an IC title away from being a Grand Slam champion. And he can't be a Grand Slam champion without winning the IC title. So naturally, they put him in the U.S. title match. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of the Riddle character. I am not a huge fan of really prominently using Riddle right now. Because if you don't know, he's still involved in a lawsuit where he's accused of sexual assault. Now, WWE has pretty much stated they believe him. So I, I guess you should push him if you believe him. But it doesn't make it any uh, less uh, weird, to say the least. Either way, objectively speaking, they had a really hard-hitting uh, physical matchup. This was a banger. Sheamus, say what you want about the guy. His character throughout the years has not been that good. His pushes at times have come off a little forced. His matches are very stiff, unnecessarily stiff sometimes. But I got to say, when it's all said and done, Sheamus will be remembered as one of the most underrated great workers of his generation. Straight up. He can't control the booking of his character. He might not be the rock on promos, but great wrestler. Great wrestler. Even some veterans don't seem to like him, but he's had great matches for years and years and years and years, and this was no different. So kudos to Sheamus for the win. Epic finish. The bro went for a springboard moonsault. Mid-moonsault, Sheamus hit him with the bro kick. That looked awesome. One, two, three. He's the new United States champion. I'm not saying the dude should get a world title run, but U.S. title, I'm down with that. That was cool. We had the Hall of Fame presentation with Kane, Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, who was on screen as well earlier for a backstage segment where they plugged his 83 Weeks podcast a month after AEW did. This guy's just living life, man. Good for him. Uh, we also had the great Kali, Rob Van Dam. We got a huge pop. Rob Van Dam was in a very, very cringe backstage segment with the great Kali and Riddle. I can only imagine Rob Van Dam high as a kite just looking at Riddle saying, bro, it's a Dollar Tree version of me. Just terrible. But RVD to get a big pop, and I'd like to see him back. Maybe we will one day. So, yeah, the Hall of Fame presentation. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne was out there physically. Oh, well. And then we had the Warrior Award winner, uh, Rich Herring, longtime WWE employee. That was cool. We had a very physical Nigerian drum fight where Apollo Crews, with the help of Baba Tunde, a.k.a. Daba Kato of Raw Underground, a.k.a. now an identified man, an unidentified man, excuse me, helped uh, defeat him. So Apollo Crews beat Big E with the help of Baba Daba Kato Tunde, unidentified guy. Very physical match. I had some problems with this match, though. So, first things first, Big E comes out with Wale. A great entrance, although a lot of my native D.C. friends from the actual D.C., Washington, D.C., do not like Wale. They tell me he's a poser, so I'll take their word for it, although I, I tend to like his music. Greg Hamilton introduced him as iconic and legendary. Now, with all due respect to Wale, he does pay respects to wrestling, and he does put out some good music. He is not iconic. He is not legendary. He's not that good. I don't think he'd even say that. And if he does, well, good for him. You need that confidence, I guess. Big E 
is the hometown guy. He's being groomed for a universal title run. So he loses. Apollo Crews can't afford to lose, so he's also put in a match with a guy who's beaten him multiple times who can't afford to lose. Looks-wise, Apollo Crews looks great. I love the tights. I love the, 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 the embracing of his Nigerian heritage. That's awesome. The accent I'm a little mixed on from what I understand he did say in a promo that he was suppressing his accent to fit in. So I guess that makes storyline sense. Uh, he's really polarizing. I got, I got a, a number of friends who are black who are like, eh. Got a few other friends that are like, yeah. So I'll leave it up to them on, on and, and black people and what they think of this gimmick. Um, I, I'd say it's a, li- a little awkward, but I am happy for Apollo. He's getting a chance to shine. He looks great. He looked good in this match. But this was just wacky. They had gongs. They had actual drums when Samoa Joe said, we don't have drums here. <laughs> well, they had drums. And they proceeded to use kendo sticks. Kendo sticks. Aren't kendo sticks made of bamboo, which I don't think is in Nigeria? I, don't, I, I, could, I could be wrong. Uh, they use steel steps. I don't, I don't know if steel steps are prominent in Nigeria. I guess if they, you know, if there's pro wrestling there, they do. I mean, every pro wrestling promotion has steel steps, right? So in theory, you know, that's that's Nigerian. Um, and then, yeah, it, w- it was wacky. It, w- it was wacky. They used tables, which is is seen in an, any WWE match. But a lot of good, a lot of interesting spots here. Guys got put through tables. They used the steel chaps. They used the gong at one point, the cymbals, the drums. Uh, but it was a lot of kendo stick shots. Biggie, of course, did his... Flying spear through the ropes, which is just scary as hell. And at the end, Biggie looked like he was going to win until Baba Tunde came out, beat the hell out of him. Apollo Crews got the pin, one, two, three. He's your new Intercontinental Champion. I'm happy for Apollo Crews, but, but this feud needs to end. And if Biggie is going to graduate to the world title level, this feud needed to end the right way. And the right way is. Apollo Crews in a match with weapons, pinning Big E as clean as you can in a no DQ match. I don't think you needed Baba Tunde there. That's just, that's just me. I'm fine. He's on the main roster. Good for him. But I really think they needed to end this feud. Now, maybe they'll do a follow-up on SmackDown where Big E earns a title shot. And then he pins, he, he pins uh, Apollo Crews in a number one contenders match. I guess you could do that. But that kind of defeats the purpose. Either way, if we're just enjoying the moment... Match was really good, even though it was kind of wacky. Apollo Crews gets a big WrestleMania moment after being on the main roster for five and a half years, just languishing. Hopefully, this gimmick sticks as far as giving him some success. And, you know, hopefully they emphasize more of him being proud of his heritage and less of what we typically see with WWE trying to emphasize stereotypes and, and things of that nature. But happy for him. Poor Big E, though. Ofer in WrestleMania, just like Sasha Banks. Him and, him and Sasha, I believe, are a combined 0-11 at WrestleMania. Oof. Rhea Ripley came out with... To, what the hell? Sorry, somebody's asking me a question here. Do you think Becky Lynch appears tomorrow night on Raw? I'll tell you this. If Be- Becky, By the way, spoiler alert, Becky Lynch didn't appear tonight. If Becky Lynch appears in the Thunderdome... When she could have appeared in front of a huge crowd, Daddy be stupid as hell. That's all I gotta say. So Rhea Ripley came out 
there they had the the singer of, of her theme song this is my brutality uh do the, do the song look far be it from me to judge anybody's musical ability but she was she was not that good and this was this was cringe this wasn't this wasn't downstate cringe when when cody rhodes came out in that aw pay-per-view when they were like adrenaline and muscle this wasn't that bad but it wasn't good either it was a very low bar uh they also at the beginning of the show had the new the new voice of country music sing a song or she sang america the beautiful (laughs) i i don't know I've never heard of this woman. I don't know her name. It doesn't really matter what her name is, as as The Rock would say. She didn't do a bad America the Beautiful, but it was like a very subdued, quaint America the Beautiful that you hear at like a, I don't know, like a very low-key like bar or something or chill club. You know what I mean? Just somebody playing her around the campfire. It was not a WrestleMania-worthy America the Beautiful. We, we, we peaked with BB Rexa. That's all I got to say. We peaked with BB. They needed to pay her for night two. They were so cheap. Anyway, so Rhea Ripley came out. Asuka came out. Uh, really good match. Uh, Ripley won clean with the Riptide. I'm happy that Rhea got a WrestleMania moment. I hate that it was at the expense of Asuka, when she should have beaten Charlotte Flair last year, because even though Asuka's had a lot of long title runs, been dominant, I feel like she's been consistently disrespected by WWE. Anytime they see their shiny new toy, typically their shiny blonde toy, uh, they kind of put her on the back burner. So... From that standpoint, you know, it's kind of sad to see her lose. But, look, she's a great worker. She's a great wrestler. She, she's going to stay over. Uh, the only thing I didn't really like is just the build. Like, Rhea Ripley just comes out, challenges Asuka, and that's it. There wasn't a qualifying match or something. I'm not saying Rhea Ripley had to earn her spot, brother. But at least just win a qualifier, a gauntlet, a battle royal, whatever. But, yeah, it was, it was a good match. Uh, not flat, but not like the... Oh my God, match I thought we'd see. But, you know, there's always time for a rematch. I, I think also, to the crowd, you know, just saw a freaking Nigerian drum fight, which was insanely physical. And also, too, Rhea Ripley, barely been on the main roster. So, naturally, not everybody going to react uh, that loudly. We had Bailey interrupt Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil for Pyro. She got her Pyro, so I'm happy Bailey appeared on air. And this was the point where I thought, okay, we're going to get Becky. And if we're not going to get Becky, we're going to get Charlotte or Ronda. And we got neither. We got the Bella Twins, who are great. And Bailey has always wanted to work with the Bella Twins. But this was just wacky because Bella Twins came out. Uh, Bailey said, hey, John Cena's not here. They punched her and threw her down the ramp. And the crowd booed the Bellas. Yeah, that backfired. Also, Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil came out in pirate outfits and Hulk Hogan said my brothers listen Terry you're a racist stop it get off my TV take a week off quit the business go back to selling crappy drinks and food at your stupid tiki bar in in, in Tampa all right enough and if you want maybe go bathe in that toxic sludge uh, pond that they have that's going great right now (sighs) anyway Anyway, so overall, and then of course we had the main event, which was not a lame event at all. Great match. Roman Reigns beat Edge and Bryan as I recapped at the top of the show. So overall, I gotta say, night one, 
not nearly as great from top to bottom as, uh, or night two was not nearly as great as top to bottom of, of night one, but still a really good show. Uh, normally you remember how an event ended and this ended strong with a great match. So yeah, I got to give this a thumbs up. If I had to go through match by match and recommend what you really should see if you missed this show, like really need to see Owens and Zayn was really awesome. Uh, women's tag team match was interesting for the crowd reactions, but you could probably skip that. Uh, Sheamus and Riddle was awesome. Apollo and Biggie was a spectacle. And the main event was an absolute banger. So, yeah, I'd give it a thumbs up. And overall, I, I think like Terrence Sullivan said, I'd probably give the overall weekend like a B-. And I think, you know, the Fiend stuff definitely dragged it down. The tag team turmoil uh, dragged it down. Uh, you know, the wacky interference with the Nigerian drum fight and it being just a Nigerian drum fight, I think, bogged it down a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, they didn't miss some opportunities, I think. Uh, while they did put over Cesaro and Bianca, and that's all great. You know, I do think they could have put over the Riot Squad or Naomi and Lana and had them win the tag titles. Naomi's always been more over than her push. She's so underrated. Uh, the Riot Squad's super underrated. But, you know, all things considered, if you take out the Fiend stuff, like, Hell of a weekend. Going to be unfortunate that we're going back to the Thunderdome, though. That I'm not looking forward to with the virtual fans and the piped-in crowd noise. But, hey, kudos to the production team. They did a hell of a job. Other than the director and Kevin Dunn, you guys are scumbags and you should lose your jobs because you cut the camera way too many times. Too many camera cuts. It's disgusting. Quit the business. You suck. Other than that, thumbs up. So, let's go to the live stream comments here. Telvin says, skip the first match, you'll be good. Terrell Scott says, which does Fred dislike more, the Fiend gimmick or Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan, because Hulk Hogan's a racist in real life, and by all accounts, Bray Wyatt's a very nice man in real life. Um, Hogan should go to AEW. <laughs> oh, God. Anybody, anybody think Ronda's coming back soon? Yeah, she is. Um, Nick Khan, the WWE executive, I believe did say in an interview that uh, she is coming back very soon. 219 Sosa says, I love your Instagram. Thank you, bro. Much appreciated. Um, I think they're teasing a breakup with Alexa and The Fiend. Well, why don't they just do the breakup then? Maybe it is the breakup. I don't I don't know. Maybe Alexa will turn on The Fiend. I think she already did. What are we doing here, guys? I wonder when Jimmy Uso is going to come back. Yeah, me too. Who would have thought? Jimmy Uso was always the more charismatic dude, too, of the two. And Jay Uso just became a breakout star. He's awesome. Shout out to him. By the way. Uh, Jay won the Andre Royal Rumble, Andre, or Andre, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, easy for me to say, and uh, the Dirty Dogs, Ziggler and Rude, retained the SmackDown tag titles on SmackDown. So, there's that. Uh, Michael Rinsberg says the head of the table wins again. Amanda H. says that country singer sucks. Uh, yeah, she was not very good. The Fiend belongs in the WCW Dungeon of Doom, yeah. Uh, Reigns turning heel was the best thing for him. I absolutely agree with that. I just wish they did it five, six years ago. He could have been a huge baby face uh, by now, but oh well. Uh, Deborah Oxtail says, night one reigns supreme. That opening match was trash, though. Yeah. Uh, Brian Barry says, that that was some DC Comics crap. That was ridiculous. W way worse than DC Comics, man. I mean, it's... <laughs> Oh, God, I don't know. It's, it's like Bruce Pritchard hasn't read a comic book in 30 years. I don't know. Just brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, maybe we'll get some surprise returns tomorrow. Yeah, I guess they got to save some stuff for Raw. 
But I don't know. I, I think, you know, you have the crowd there for once. Might as well use it. But, yeah, I, I agree with you there. They, 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 they probably will have some returns and, and everything. But if Becky Lynch was... But if Becky Lynch was ready to return, why not? This is interesting, though. Lance Storm says the, he tweeted out, The WWE Champion's a heel. The Universal Champion's a heel. IC Champion's a heel. United States Champion's a heel. Raw Tag Team Champions are heels. SmackDown Tag Team Champions are heels. Women's Tag Team Champions are heel. And the Raw Women's Champions are heel. The only SmackDown, the only champion that's a babyface is the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. That's crazy. Yeah. That is a... Uh... Oh, man. That, 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 that is a little much. I agree. I agree. Uh, by the way, as I mentioned before, WrestleMania Backlash is going to be on May 16th. So... That'll be cool there. I'm just trying to see if there's any last-minute updates that came up before we hop off. Not really. I'll say this. Uh, definitely a changing of the guard, though, which I really do like. I like the fact that, you know, not since really WrestleMania 21 do we have two new stars made, or in theory made. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, kind of like Batista and John Cena. I love it. Also, uh, BB Rexa did <laughs> post a picture of her Hugging Hulk Hogan, which was very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. And in the background, there's a literal sign that says, Do not slap your leg. That was hilarious. That was pretty hilarious. Um, I should also uh, mention that when Edge and Brian had the crossface locked in on Reigns, a steel chair was also around Reigns' face. So, just epic. So, yeah, overall... Thumbs up weekend. Thumbs up show. Heels definitely rule the world. Uh, Carter says, it looks like I'm going back to not watching WWE. It's truly unwatchable without fans. You know what, man? Anything non-pay-per-view WWE has had in recent months has been brutal for the most part. Other than Bobby Lashley winning the world title. It's been pretty freaking brutal. I, I agree with you. And Bad Buddy. Bad Buddy's been kind of fun. But I agree. It's all about the follow-up now. Are they going to go back to the same crappy WWE that's all over the place? Or are they really turning a tide or a riptide here? That remains to be seen. I'm very skeptical. I mean, look, this this weekend is the first time I've gone on TSC and talked about wrestling on YouTube and Facebook in roughly three months. Not since Royal Rumble. So that should tell you something. And somebody, I'm somebody that's been covering wrestling for years, interviewed wrestlers, but... Yeah, it's been rough. And AEW's been rough too creatively. Let's keep it real here. AEW's been rough and all over the place. And yeah, they've had some great matches like Rosa and Britt were awesome, but very inconsistent as well. But hey, who knows? Maybe things will be easier to keep up with with NXT moving to Tuesdays. Maybe they'll be structured a little bit better. They'll get rid of some of the stupid, silly stuff like Johnny Gargano and all that crap. And now Tommaso Ciampa looks like a normal adult again or a relatively normal adult again. Uh, maybe they'll put Walter on TV more because he's incredible. And who knows? Maybe this might be the start of something good. But look, in recent years, we've seen WWE terrible at following up great moments. So in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy the moment. And in the moment, WrestleMania weekend was overall a success. But I want to hear from you. What did you think about WrestleMania? Did you love it? Did you hate it? What night did you like better? Let me know. Leave a comment below if you enjoyed this review. Like, 
share. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications for more updates like this. If you're a football fan, an MMA fan, we got you covered because we still got the NFL draft coming up. I got a lot of pro day videos coming up. We got Bellator coming up. Hell, we got the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight coming up. We'll be covering that. And of course, WrestleMania Backlash. I missed you guys. So yes, I'll be back talking some more wrestling more often unless they do some stupid things again like The Fiend and Swamp Matches and lighting people on fire or putting them in a jack-in-the-box-like structure. Damn you, Michael Cole. Oof. Until next time, everybody. As always, stay safe and enjoy the matches. And somebody said here, Mr. Loki said, cover New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan's been having a rough stretch too, bro. They really have. Screwed over my boy Ibushi. Screwed over Naito and Tanahashi. Giving the title to Will Ospreay, who's an absolute dunce who you know, allegedly booked a predator and blacklisted a, a woman from, from various wrestling cards. Just yeah, I don't I don't know. I'll, listen, new rule for 2021. Stop booking and rewarding scumbag behavior. Cool? Also, on a lighter note, stop booking nonsensical storylines. Give fans the matches they want to see, logical storylines, and make it make sense. That's all. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Until next time, as always, enjoy the matches and good freaking riddance. Woo! Facebook, thanks so much.